Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 678, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Let's read our passage. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone despise your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Don't neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy, with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Practice these things. Be committed to them, so that your progress may be evident to all. Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul has left Timothy in Ephesus. He's been given the task of dealing with false teachers. There's a group of people who we're just calling the false teachers, but they appear to have a a Jewish leaning to them because Paul says they want to be teachers of the law. He says they're caught up in myths and endless genealogies, which he calls speculation. So they seem to be looking at the Old Testament and picking out characters and making up stories about them. He says they're leading people away from the gospel. The true standard for truth is the gospel. Now here in verse 11, he says, command and teach these things. Well, command, this implies authority. So he's not just teaching and saying, encourage them. He's saying, command, say, thus says the Lord, do this. And so there's authority behind this. And teach. Teach is instruction. Teach the truth. But command that they follow the truth. These things. Now, what specifically does he mean by these things? I think he just means everything he's talked about. Because he's talked about a lot of stuff in the letter so far. He's talked about rejecting the false teaching and understanding that truth is from the gospel. He's talked about how people should conduct themselves in public worship. He said they should pray for the salvation of everyone. He said the men should have holy hands, meaning how they conduct themselves. Women should be modest in their dress. He talked about leaders, overseers, and deacons, and how to appoint them. He talked about Christ being the foundation of everything. And they personally charged Timothy, but I think it's applicable to everyone, to pursue godliness. So he talked about all those things. I think that's what he means, teach these things. Then he says, don't let anyone despise your youth. We don't know how old Timothy is at this point in time. He's probably less than 40, but that's a guess. Because we really have no idea how old he was when Paul commissioned him back in Lystra. Now we know when Paul sent Timothy to Corinth, he mentioned in 1 Corinthians how they should deal with Timothy. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 16, toward the end of the letter, verses 10 and 11, he says, If Timothy comes, see that he has nothing to fear while with you, because he's doing the Lord's work, just as I am. So let no one look down on him. Send him in his way in peace, so that he can come to me, because I'm expecting him with the brothers. Now, was the issue there his youth? We don't know. But um, it, it could be. It's very hard for some people to 
accept instruction, particularly commands, like Paul said in verse 11, from a younger person. The idea, how can a younger person instruct me? Well, if the younger person is Timothy, and he's coming from Paul, and he's preaching the word of God, well then, yes, we should accept instruction from the younger person. But that just doesn't seem right. The older people, we look to be wiser, more experienced. And that's not necessarily true, because the standard is not age. Otherwise, the oldest person would always be in charge. The standard is the Word of God. And anyone teaching the Word of God should be listened to. So it is a a concern, but Paul says, don't let anyone despise your youth. Why is he telling Timothy that? And Timothy's going to go, hey, you can't despise my youth. I think Paul's expecting that this letter will be read by people in the church in Ephesus. Timothy's going to share and say, hey, look, we got a letter from Paul. And so in that, when Paul says to Timothy, don't let anyone despise your youth, the letter is to Timothy. Others are going to be seeing that and hearing Paul saying, do not despise Timothy's youth. He says, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So even though he's young, relatively, he can still set an example for how to live. An example of living, living for the Lord, can be a very powerful influence on people. Versus just telling them, the Lord says this, so do that. But showing that in your own life can be a big influence for people. So speech and conduct, that's what you say and how you live. In love, how you treat others. In faith, how you follow God. In purity, he's probably referring to just be above reproach as far as how you deal with particularly young ladies. In verse 13, he says, Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Until I come, so the implication is Paul expects to come reasonably soon. And so I think this is directed in two ways here. One is to Timothy. Timothy, be encouraged. I am going to come and help you and support you. I think it's also a signal to the church, assuming that the church is going to see this letter. And obviously they did. Paul saying, I am coming. Timothy is my emissary there. Timothy is my man. Timothy represents me. Timothy represents the Lord. You better treat him well. You better do what he says. You better listen to him. And I am coming. So I will know how you treated him. So until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Public reading of the Word of God. Exhortation, preaching, telling people to follow the Word of God, and teaching, give them instruction in how to live based on the Word of God. So this shows that the mission to Timothy, God's Word is foundational to what he does. And it's the same with us. God's Word is foundational. Anytime we're trying to grow as followers of Christ, it's got to be based on God's Word. Anytime we're trying to do anything as a church, it's got to be based on God's Word. Verse 14, don't neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Well, what do we make of this? Remember back in chapter 1, 
verse 18. He said, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the good fight. As we said there, that was meant to encourage him. That Paul saying, Timothy, I left you there to deal with these false teachers. I left you there to teach them truth. And you have been equipped by God to actually do this task. And here, he, I think he's referring to that again, that you have been gifted by God. You've been equipped by the Holy Spirit to do that which I've assigned you to do, to teach this church the truth guide this church in combating the false teaching. You've been equipped to do this. And so here he mentions prophecy again and the laid on of hands by the council of elders. Now, was this council of elders at Ephesus? We don't know. He doesn't say when this was or, or who it was. He just says that you have been equipped. And, and the way I read this, it was a council of elders laid their hands on you, prayed over you, and through words of prophecy, it was confirmed the Holy Spirit has equipped you this way. Verse 15, practice these things. Be committed to them so that your progress may be evident to all. So practice these things. What things? I think just all the stuff he's talking about. Your personal conduct, they talk about in verse 12, set an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, but also his public leading. They talk about in verse 13 public reading, exhortation, teaching. Practice these things. Be committed to them. Is there a difference between practicing and being committed? Not really. He's just repeating himself for emphasis. But the reason, so that your progress may be evident to all. Well, back in verse 12, he said, live a holy life as an example to others. But here he specifically talks about your progress. And I think it's very similar but the point being his personal growth, his growth as a follower of Christ. Yes, he should live out his life as an example, but part of that example of living out is his own growth in his following the Lord, his own growth in leading the church, his own growth in the word of God. So growing, you never are past the point of growing, and leaders especially need to allow that to be seen, allow your own personal growth to be seen. It's important for parents to allow their children to see them growing in the Lord versus trying to present themselves as a finished product. That can inspire other people to also grow in the Lord. Verse 16, pay close attention to your life and your teaching. That's what he's just been talking about. How you're living and what you're doing publicly for the church. Pay close attention to this persevere in these things. So work at it. Keep at it. Don't let up. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This kind of messes with some people. This uh, last phrase, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Well, isn't Timothy already saved? Well, the word save can mean a lot of things even how we use it. We talk about being saved as in salvation, being saved from eternity separated from Christ. But we'd also be saved from a bad event, saved from a problem. So it can also mean rescued, can mean 
You could be referring to being saved from theological error, being preserved. I don't think he's really talking about salvation here because back in verse 12, he said, set an example for the believers. So he's talking about leading a church, a church of believers. And he's talking about you and your hearers will be saved. Well, so I don't think he's talking about salvation here as far as salvation from sin. I think he's talking about perseverance. You'll be saved from error. You'll be saved from going astray. You'll be preserved. So what's our big takeaway in all of this? The same challenges he gave to Timothy are applicable to all of us. Live our life as an example for others. Focus on the word of God. Make sure that others can see our progress in the faith. And be careful how we live and what we teach and persevere. And then trust that through that, the Holy Spirit will be at work in our life and the life of those around us. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Timothy.